0: You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers, with Renew Economies editor Giles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Clenergy, who provide innovative, high quality solar solutions to the world, SunWiz, the creators of the powerful PV cell software, and Solar Analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring.
1: Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Solar Insiders. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of Renew Economy at One Step Off the Grid and the Driven.io, our EV focus website. And joining me as usual, as is his habit, is Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how goes you? you. Excellent. Thank you, Giles.
2: Adapting to the new world like everyone out there and um, feeling a little bit more buoyant this week, I have to say. Really? What's the cause of that? Well, well, mate. I, I, you know, the the <laughs> like we said last week, the world isn't going to come to an end, and sure enough, it didn't come to an end. And and uh, you know, this week I'm feeling just a little bit more optimistic that Australians are adapting the right way and isolating the right way, and we've kind of vaguely got things under control in the midst of a pandemic. And so, you know, there's still business going on. The the industry has not. Stopped, um, and um, you know there are still some big hurdles in front of us. But I'm feeling more optimistic this week, Charles.
1: Well, look, that's good. Look, I actually thought you might be in mourning because um, this <laughs> week we saw the passing the passing of the last one for one feed in tariff in Australia. Um, oh, the that's Northern true. Territory has the Northern Territory has ditched it um, finally um, to pay for a. Um, a home and business battery storage scheme. Um, They're giving away $6,000 grants for about 130 batteries to be installed, which is not great in the scheme of things, but look, it's kind of interesting that they're doing it. But um, no, look, just sort of a passing. I mean, you know, solar solar tariffs have evolved, and um, I guess the good news for the people already who've got rooftop solar is that the existing contracts won't change, but um, it's going to change for all the new people. So... um, I just it is. They're going to have to start just... thinking about their
2: self-consumption jobs. They've never had to before. Uh, that's well, something exactly. that we know about that market. That's uh, exactly. yeah. They're going to have to think about when they're generating, when they're using, and that hasn't hasn't been an issue before for, for um, people who've been able to benefit from that scheme. Um, great to see everyone, you know, uh, getting on the same page finally. So that's good, but also great to see more storage going in. And I tell you, we'll, we'll hear from our special guest later on. But um, you know, demand for storage is um, is fascinating to watch, to say the least,
1: at the moment. Well, I was down at the food market last week, and um, one local retailer or installer said exactly the same thing. So, look, why don't we bring in our special guest and just have a you know, you've um, um, just have a bit of a party for the next forty minutes. Um, <laughs> um, forty, Nigel, Nigel, why don't you introduce him and um, explain why he's here, who he is, why he's here, <laughs> and just um, go. All right.
2: So Glenn Morelli, everyone. Yeah, we've actually had him on as a guest before. He's the owner and um, you know head honcho of Tindo and Cool or Cozy, and they run a number of different brands. He'll probably correct me on that because you know things change. But uh, long and the short of it, is I've known Glenn for a long, long time, and um, I was chatting to him the other week, and he was telling me a really interesting story in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. Um, he was telling me about what's going on in Australia's only solar panel factory, which is um, he's uh, on the line. The Tindo no, line. You? Oh, no. I know, yep. I know, I'm here, I'm here, <laughs> I'm gonna let him in in a minute. But I wanted <laughs> to get him, I wanted to just set the scene, I wanted to set the scene because you know, Glenn's ridden uh, the ups and downs of the solar coaster for ages, and um, yeah, welcome, Glenn. <laughs>
3: Oh, Thanks, yeah. Nigel. That was the uh, <laughs> longest introduction I've ever heard. But, uh, th- th- thank you very much. Great to be here. And head honcho, I'll change my business cards tomorrow.
2: Yeah, excellent. Excellent. So, I mean, when we were chatting the other day, mate, the thing that struck me is is how amidst all this chaos, you've got a different story to tell. What on earth is going on? And And, you know, the market's in a state of chaos and you're booming. Is that right? What's going on down there?
3: Yeah, I feel um, a bit guilty to say it, um, you know, with with a lot of businesses out there struggling and and even some other solar businesses that I've spoken to. But, um, yeah, our sales right now are are very strong. Uh, We've just had a record march for uh, all of our businesses. Um, Battery sales are booming um, and that's partly driven by uh, a government subsidy in South Australia that um, is being reduced Uh, a week today, actually. Um, So there's people getting in at the last minute. But um, our wholesale sales are strong. Now, that's partly driven by coronavirus, where um, there's been a tighter supply on Chinese or imported modules. Um, So, yeah, for for us right now, everything is up. Um, Will it remain that way? Tiny time will tell.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've
2: got
3: Australia's...
1: Go on, John. No, you go. You no, you go, Nigel. You go. You go.
2: <laughs> you've got Australia's only solar panel line, Glenn. I love that line because I've worked in places with solar panel lines in Australia before, and I miss them terribly. And you've got the only only one, and it's good. And you're surviving. It was interesting talking about the impacts of the lockdown in the early days, and you were saying that it didn't affect your factory. You can actually run that through this environment, mm.
3: right? Yeah, we've got. Um, you know, the whole factory is automated. Um, and there's only about seven people on the floor of the whole factory. Uh, so, you know, if we're talking about four square metres per person required, I think each person in the factory's probably got about 20 square metres or more. Um, so there's uh, plenty of social distancing and, yeah, no issue whatsoever. We've only had a couple of minor hiccups with uh, some of our um, suppliers upstream. Um, yeah. and we're only talking you know, a few days delay here and there that hasn't impacted our manufacturing at all um, so for us it's remained largely unchanged apart from on the other end of it the sales and demand has increased right and so people uh, are
2: chasing australian made panels
3: fantastic yeah they are i, I think there's been uh, more than ever uh, you know a uh, uh, an upswell in the community of we need to be more self-sufficient in Australia. We we used to be and we've lost it, um, and we're getting a lot of people coming to us from that for that reason, including uh, government departments and agencies. Um, and you know, th- there's everyone that I speak to. If if they knew more, if they knew we were around, they'd buy our products. So we're just trying to spread that message now.
1: I'm just interested a bit with with the stuff with um about battery storage, because that battery storage yeah. storage thing has been a bit of a slow burn, as we've seen in Victoria. So I was kind of intrigued by the fact that um you say the uh, the pace is picking up mainly because um they're suddenly realizing that the um the size of the grant um is going to decrease. And look, that was always going to be the case. If you looked at the money that was set aside by the yeah. South Australian government and the number of um installations they hoped to achieve then it was never actually going to be at the same price so they they did kind of the right thing really they sort of gave a bigger grant at the start and now they're obviously winding it back and have you got any more details about how much they're winding it back and and what sort of increase in in demand you're you're seeing out there?
3: Yeah, so um, it winds back on the last day is the fourteenth of April, so I said a week today, and it comes back to a maximum of four thousand dollars subsidy as opposed to right now six thousand dollars subsidy. Um, it mm-hmm. is linked to the size of the battery, so it's per kilowatt hour of usable storage. Um, so uh, you know it's coming back substantially to uh, a maximum of two thousand dollars from six to four. So there there is a bit of a rush at the moment. Um, As far as the general uptake, um, according to the government stats and what they tell us is the uptake of it really started to increase late last year. So we're talking uh, that October, November, which, you know, as we all know in the industry, there's a bit of an uplift anyway. We come out of the doldrums of winter and and everyone gets excited. Um, And so it coincided with that and there's been strong and increasing uptake since. And so that's what's I think triggered the government to to scale yeah. it back.
1: I wonder if that's the whole sort of resilience play. You know, you've got the bushfires and the threat of bushfires to sort of grid security and just you know just the overall threat of bushfires per se. Um, and now you've got the um, the COVID nineteen virus at all. Are you getting um, you getting insight into what's driving people to do this?
3: Well, I think definitely um, in the recent weeks with COVID nineteen, we've seen. People yes, trying to be more self-sufficient at home. Um, there's an understanding, you know, most people are or a lot of people are working from home now, so they're understanding that their energy bills will go up. Um, you know, their their employer might give them a laptop to take home, and and uh, but they don't give them free electricity to run it. Um, so yeah, we've certainly seen an uptake uh, since this uh, this virus has taken hold um the fires i think less less um yeah so it is interesting though it's it's really running for us uh and others i talk to in our market is really running hot at the moment that's
1: interesting. Hey, Nigel, I was gonna. We've been discussing last time we, we got together, and like it seems to me like there's really mixed reports about just installers generally. Um, about some are doing really well, some are tailing off already. Um, uh, you know, the stats for March were remarkably strong. Another record month, I think, two hundred and fifty megawatts or something like that installed. Are we expecting to see a bit of a fall now? What's happening? Is is demand stopping? Are people finding themselves impeded and stopped from going to do the work? Um, are they not allowed on premises? Is it just like a completely random thing? What's what's going on out there? That's a million-dollar
2: five questions, um, Giles. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think the... <laughs> it was actually the same question, asked five different ways. Yeah, that's, that's how we roll. Um look, the, the 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 sense that I'm getting is that there are certainly some cancellations, there are certainly some um we actually put a poll up on Facebook the other day, and you know most people are saying leads are down a bit, and maybe sales are a bit affected, but in general, it seems to be going on. And I think there's these underlying drivers, like Glenn's talking about, that South Australia is driven by you know rebate ending and and various other factors. So you've got a multitude of little factors that are driving things. And and solar companies are able to trade. They're able, they've adapted really quickly. One thing that's great about this industry is we can adapt really quickly um, because we've been through the solar coaster before. And so the the clever businesses have adapted and changed and done what they needed to do. So for the time being, um, I think, you know, the majority are kind of plowing on. Where we're going to be in another month, I don't know. And um, I actually, I'd I'd ask Glenn that question. In fact, I've got three very specific questions I'd ask Glenn. What percent impact have you seen on sales this month compared
3: to last month, Glenn? Mm. Well, as I said, March was a very strong month for us and a record month ever. Um, April to date, you know, we're only a week into April, um, has started started stronger than March. Yeah. So right now, the only impact for us is up. Okay, um, but what, was, I, what, as I said, I think that's largely driven by the batteries you know coming back in a week's time.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? I'm I'm actually, I mean, Solar Analytics actually had a record month in March as well, um, which was quite a surprise to us. It was, it was terrific. It was mm-hmm. a great result. We had um, records in a number of different areas. And what we saw was a combination of people getting ready um, if they needed stock and transport was going to be constrained or various other factors. Um, but we also had consumers, you know, renewing or requiring subscription at a record rate so it was kind of like everyone was battening down or something and you know getting ready and i don't know so so you know uh, you guys are obviously leading the 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 charge there in terms of good news but we actually i'm we we saw some good results and i think some other people saw some good results as well so it may be wider than that what now tell me what percent Mm. impact did you see on leads this month compared to last month now again
3: you're influenced by the rebate Yeah, leads are very strong at the moment. So I'd very say, cool. um, yeah. yeah. So in the last week, they have picked up even further than they have in March. So that that's flowed onto our stronger sales for the start of April versus March. Right. Um, right. So right right now, we're only seeing the you know for us, and it's very insular. But we're only seeing the market um, getting stronger right now. But right. like I said, how long is that going to last for? No, yeah, that's the we got
2: a that's a $2 million we got a question. <laughs> We've got a question on that one too. Um, um, now, that is different. That is different because almost universally, almost across the board around the country, I'm hearing leads going down um, and inquiries mm-hmm. going down. So you guys are definitely, um, you know, something different's happening there for you, which is awesome. Um, what percent impact do you think this is all going to have? Knowing what you know today, what percent impact do you think it will have on your sales next month?
3: Where are you? mm Yeah, and, and if I can borrow your crystal ball for a minute, <laughs> you got one. Yeah. Jaws's <laughs> um, head. That that. Yeah.
2: We <laughs> just rub it. Every I heard now that.
1: Again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> oh dear!
3: Sorry, there was. Um, I you, know, I, <clears throat> <laughs> I, you know, I. You know, I'm an optimistic guy and and i always you know choose to think positively about business and and the market as a whole but you know being a realist i'd have to say i think it's gonna gonna come back i don't think we can sustain the levels we're at right now um yeah now how much it comes back is is really the question
2: yeah that's that's all the subtleties around the market right you guys might
3: yeah might bounce back
2: and be busy because you've got all the rebate work to finish off for example
3: Correct. So, what we're focusing on right now is obviously we're still installing and and continuing to install, install as fast as we can because you know if we do go into a lockdown, we want to have as much work completed. But at the same time, we're also trying to jam pack our pipeline so that uh, you know if, if things do slide slow down, we've got a, a you know a few months of work to roll out at a consistent pace and and keep the doors. You know, open Keep all the, the bills are paid. Open. Is, is yeah. yeah, backlog,
2: backlog's so important, right? And that's one of the other things I'm yeah, hearing a lot 100%. about, Giles. Is 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 across the market, people have got a, a variety of backlog booked of people who paid deposits or expressed interest. And yeah, some of them are racing ahead now, going, Look, I, I, I talked to you about solar a month ago, I want it now because I'm working from home and or uh, my business is, is, is bleeding, um, so I need those savings. So, you know, let's do that deal or whatever. So, you know, um, it is pulling some of it. For, it's kind of pulling the market around a bit, isn't it? But, but now, listen, it, all of this is going on. Are you, are you expanding your factory as well?
3: <laughs> yeah, nothing like isn't timing right? in this world, is it?? <laughs> yeah. so, so in the so, midst of all um, this, you of-
2: can get construction crews and bulldozer drivers and you're building a new factory.
3: Correct, correct. So uh, Mm -hmm. there's a large uh, block of land, about 6,000 square metres next door to our current facility. Um, We started works on it um, just over a week ago now. All the bulldozers are in there moving piles of dirt around and uh, we're building a much bigger, better facility, uh, more office space, um, warehousing, logistics, um, bigger manufacturing floor, you know, just a bigger and better version of Tindo. Um, yeah, we're, we're on a growth path at the moment. It's very exciting, very scary at the same time. <laughs> So, yeah,
1: well, good on. Well, congratulations you. on that, Glenn. Um, I, I actually had the pleasure of visiting your factory um, a few years ago, I think before you guys took control, but um, I had a look around yes. the place. So, I you know, I got some sort of memory of it, and um, it was a pretty impressive setup um, at the time, although I don't think it was that busy at that time. But um, So mm-hmm. what sort of capacity are you going from it's like, I, Look, I pluck a figure out of the sky, but you might as well tell me exactly what your capacity is now and where it's going to.
3: So our capacity right now at 100% is about 60 megawatt. Um, per mm-hmm. annum, uh, we're hoping to increase that capacity, and by hope I say on the back of a grant, a manufacturing technology grant, where we're waiting to hear back from federal government. That uh, grant, small small dollars in in real terms, will give us the ability to upgrade some key components of the the plant, the manufacturing facility, which will just increase throughput. Um, but uh, 80, 90% of the plant will stay as is. There's just a couple of bottlenecks that we're going to try and uh, um, improve throughput.
1: Okay. And, and how are you going on sort of costs and things like that and competing with, you know, all the other different manufacturers? And I mean, they're all importers, of course um mm. because i mean you know you sort of um you know you're you're regarded as a premium quality at the top end or, or maybe I'm, I'm maybe i'm wrong about that i don't know but tell me where you are and how that impacts the business and and what the trajectory is cuz presumably even if you're at the top end you still need to be bringing down costs over time
3: yeah yeah um uh- Part of um, the new build and being able to bring a lot of logistics and, and warehousing in-house, uh, that's going to drive our costs down because at the moment it's all a 3PL and uh, off-site storage because we just don't have the room. So that's part of the, the bringing our costs down. But as far as where we sit in the market and competing, where yeah, we, we can't and choose not to compete with the uh, lower qu- quality and price uh, imported product, um, but we sit, uh, you know, uh, upper middle is probably a good description. Uh, we're, we're lower cost point than a, an LG module. Um, we're probably a little bit more than the um, lower price SunPower. So we're sitting in between there. Um, we, we think that's a good place to be because we do offer a, um, you know, a value uh, high quality product and we've got lots of um, third party or external validation of that now. Um, which is great. So we, you know, we, we all want to sleep at night. We want to be comfortable that we're providing a high-quality product. We want to minimise our, our warranty, of which we have next to none. So um, we, we think we're a good, high-quality, value-for-money solution. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, you might want to rephrase the
1: next-to-none warranty thing. <laughs> Yeah, good pitch. Glenn. nice pitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's get. I mean, it is. A, it's a. I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. You know, having a factory still surviving here in Australia, and you know, um, Glenn, you've done a wonderful job of you know taking over and optimizing what you can and leveraging what you can. So good on you. It's great just to have someone out there still battling and keeping that factory alive. And, you know, I hope the bloody government gets behind you and supports you in a time like this Mm. It's fantastic. And there's not only seven people on the floor, but there's a whole bunch of people that keep the logistics running and everything else. So there's a ton of people employed in a local business. So it's awesome. So where, how are you going to emerge? This is what I want to know, Glenn, in the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. You know, have you got your crystal ball? We talked about that earlier. You know, where are we going to be in six months? How do you think the market, the whole industry is going to emerge from this in six months? What do you, what do you see coming?
3: I think uh, right now with, uh, as I said, the buoyancy in the market for us and others is just brought sales forward. You know, whether, uh, you know, there's, there's other industries that are booming at the moment too and in the home improvement yeah. sector. I've I've spoken to owners of those types of businesses and they just can't keep up at the moment. So people are at home. They're not, uh, you know, spending their money on meals out or or going to the movies or entertainment because apart from Netflix, there's probably nothing. Um, And so there's more um, expendable income, uh, working from home, they're getting projects done, they've got more time. So I think that's brought a lot of sales forward. Yeah, um, so it's,
2: there's a big market adjustment. So I, Where are we going to be in six yeah. months? What's it going to do? So, it, so I the think we're,
3: we're, we've, we've got the natural downturn that we all experience every year with winter coming. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably just going to be a, a deeper winter than normal would be mm-hmm. my guess. So sales will, may well slow down even more than normal. I'm yeah. hoping that we've got enough in our pipeline to keep our installers busy through that period, which I'm, yeah. I'm very confident of. Yeah. um and then i think we get to spring um so that is and in about six months spring and off i think we we're go. off we go again yeah yeah i'm with you um, i don't see mm. why not mm. yeah you know we, we hopefully by then we're all getting good news about uh, uh COVID 19 and, and and things are getting back to normal and and everyone's got a spring in their step we can go and watch a footy game hopefully and um <laughs> you know i think we're Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards.
2: That's brilliant, mate, and it's great to get your view as someone who's so affected. And in this case, a good news story for everyone. I saw I saw a blog post today that had you know, ten good news stories that had come out of the last month, (laughs) which was pretty remarkable about some of the um uh, you know medical learnings and you know social learnings Mm -hmm. and adjustments to society in general about all these things. You know, um, and and it's awesome uh, in a in a tragic scenario, but it's awesome that. You know, um, your little business down there as an indicator of the solar industry in Australia is uh, is chugging along nicely. Good on you, mate.
3: Yeah, thanks, mate. You know, um, we we are very conscious that we employ you know about eighty people now. So, um, you know, we're we're really striving hard to keep all eighty people f- full time employed in a job, looking after their families. Um, so it's pretty important to us, and you know we, we think we're doing a good job of it so far, and hopefully we can uh, see COVID nineteen past and just keep moving forward. Hey Glenn, I've got a bit of a cheeky question. Um, have you got solar on your solar factory? Yes, we have.
1: Jeez, I'm glad we have. <laughs> do,
2: can, do you want me to pull it up? I've got the system online here. I can pull it up right now. I think we've got a. I think we've got a showroom display. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we have we've, we've had it on there for a number of years, thanks Giles. <laughs> Don't worry, Giles. I'm, second. Kind of I'm,
2: watching, I'm watching, it's all good, mate. It's cranking it. actually. Yeah. It's cranking. Oh, <laughs>
3: actually, um, also on the on the new build, um, we're having built in Uh, to the building a special access uh, point and stairs and ladder so that we can take customers, potential clients, up onto the roof of the new building and show them the the large solar system that we'll have installed on there as well. That's pretty cool. Um, How big is the system going to be? We haven't uh, finalised that yet because I said we've only just started turning the earth. Um, But uh, I think... Uh, GM was talking, I think he was talking 300 kilowatts, something in that, um, you know, uh, network fees and regulations might mean we scale that back to 200, but it's going to be, you know, just a good size roof mount system. Good size commercial
2: good system.
1: Mm. Hey mate, let's get into some other news um yeah. around the place, Nigel. Um I, I actually want to um make particular mention of um and I know it's not in our menu of things to talk our about. Our sponsors but, um our sponsors. Oh, we, um, we, we, can we haven't thanked our sponsors okay. yet. Our sponsors. Okay, let's thank our sponsors. Is so that, much fun can I jump in. in? Is that
3: sponsored by sponsored by Tindo Solar? Is that what you're about to say, Nigel? Well we can send you an invoice. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's <laughs> for sure. You you've got <laughs> space <laughs> for ten thousand T-shirts, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, well of course our, our sponsors are Solar Analytics, um, PV Cell from Sunwiz and Cleanergy and um, here's a message from our, one of our
0: sponsors. The energy world is rapidly changing. Solar Analytics will give you the data to navigate this new energy landscape. Solar Analytics helps solar businesses save time and deliver better service to their customers by assuring their savings. Their hardware is incredibly flexible and fast to install on residential and commercial applications. And their software provides a rich user interface and satellite data with smart algorithms for simple automated performance monitoring. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, connect with your solar and make the most of your home energy.
1: And we do thank our sponsors for their ongoing support. Look, one of the things I did want to discuss, Nigel, was a bit of news. I, I really want to talk about the distributed energy roadmap in Western Australia. Um, that was actually unveiled over the weekend. And look, some um, we've written a bit about it on Renew Economy and One Step Off the Grid. And I don't know whether it's got much traction anywhere else. But I actually think this is a really important um document it's about 180 pages the first of a three-part series just looking at the whole energy transition in Western Australia which is an interesting grid it's isolated it's got an awful lot of rooftop solar that seems to be presenting their most pressing problems and it's just fantastic to see the way that this task force in conjunction with the market operator the regulator the network provider and the main government owned retailer there have addressed this problem just saying, Oh, not that this is a problem, it's all too hard to solve, and we should sort of cut back on solar, but no, this is a fantastic opportunity. They actually say in the introduction of the document that it is a no brainer, and it's a bunch of really exciting things that are happening now. So, um, amongst them, a whole rolling out a whole series of community um, scale batteries. So, rather than having individuals having batteries, they're looking at this model of having community batteries, which Main reason behind that is just sort of avoiding the cost of network upgrades in areas where they've got an awful lot of solar and, you know, WA has more than 30% penetration is going to double that over the next few years. So this is actually quite important. And they've got some interesting pricing models. I know some of the tariffs have been to, sort of, you know, is that the right tariff, is that the right structure, but they'll refine that. But just the whole idea behind it is a really good idea. Another one is they're leading the country in the introduction of new inverter standards. So um, these inverters, and God, I can't actually remember the names of the damn things because um, I'm not up to au with that. But um, basically, the, it's, it's the inverters which are needed to be able to respond quickly. Um, they um, they can be orchestrated. They can res- respond quickly. And, and by doing this, it just basically means that you don't get these artificial and arbitrary export limits, and you can actually have a reasonably fluid and dynamic Mm. um, network. So you might find times in spring and autumn when there's little demand and really good solar that some people get um, export um, limited, but at other times, Mm. there's no Mm. limit. So Well... It's it's just a really smart way of going about things. Just all, all credit to them because you know there's there's 36 recommendations they put in there, and the guy that's led this thing, a guy called Stephen Edwell, who's a really impressive figure, has just all said, "Look, these aren't just up for discussion. These are what we must wow. do." And to their credit, it looks like the WA government wow. saying, "Okay, we're doing them." Yeah. yeah um-
2: I was going to say, uh, well, Giles, uh, as as your partner in crime, David Leach would say, and he David rang me about this the other day actually, and we had a we had a good old yak about it because it was quite it was fascinating actually because not only is it a really nice step forward, and WI have done some of these little leaps every now and again, it's it's great because they are sort of on their own and they can get away with it uh, to some degree, um, but but. We, we, it was funny because what what David rang me and asked, we said, Nigel, you know a bit about this stuff. Do you, do you actually think that it's technically possible that we're going to have this microgrid scenario where we've got hundreds of thousands of solar systems effectively creating a microgrid? And I said, well, look, you know, I mean, we've got volt var and volt watt, so we've already got this dynamic ability of inverters to influence the network. Right. And if you add batteries into the mix, then you can influence it a bit more th- through a VPP scheme. Then you can discharge or you can add load and charge. So you can you can use batteries or you can just use um, Volvar on, on on pure solar. And, and I, I sort of said to David, yeah, but, you know, we're, we're not controlling the grid we're, we're 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 contributing and we're influencing what the grid's happening. And he, he said, Nigel, wake up. Solar is going to be, is already the biggest generator at various times. It just keeps growing. So it is actually the majority. It is actually the majority. And it struck me for a minute and I went, yeah, right. If it keeps growing at this level for another one, two years, it is by far the majority and it is by far the largest influence. And so then we've got this kind of organic network of individual solar systems and who's orchestrating them? Right, And this orchestration issue is really critical because you've got a variety of different ways you can do it through VPP, through export control limits, there are ways of orchestrating what's going on. So there's a whole lot of unknowns yet. But the... The vision that WA have laid out for this, and uh, albeit small numbers, um, is is it's inevitable. It's ab- absolutely absolutely inevitable, and um, it's a, a very exciting technological challenge um, for the industry in at, at large, and that includes the energy industry and the solar industry uh, to grapple with. And
1: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, really cool news. Really cool news. Yeah. No, it is good. And it just shows what happens when you've got less um, regulators and rule makers getting in the way of things, um, and they don't have them over there. So by setting a precedent and a standard for um, the rest of Australia to follow, that's actually going to make it a lot easier. And um, so that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. That's anyway,
2: it's really exciting. So, so Giles, can I make a suggestion? We, we've banged on tonight, had a lovely chat with Glenn, which uh, we didn't even thank him, but thank you, Glenn. Um, hopefully, he's still just hanging in the background there. I don't, don't no, know. No, no, I'm still he's here. still there. Oh, he's
1: listening. Oh, I hope he's still he's hanging around. around. Uh, Hello, uh, We probably need to wrap
2: up fairly soon, Giles. Um, uh, I, I'm not even going to do crap of this week. We've had so much good news. I think we're due for a good news week. Uh, so, we've got WA and we've got the story of what's happening with Tindo in. in in Adelaide, but I want. I've got some EV and battery news. There's a couple of interesting bits and pieces that are in perhaps a nice wrap up. One is, um, I did read today that you know, obviously, coronavirus is impacting, has impacted in China. We've been watching very, very carefully and analyzing the you know, the downturn in industry and then the upswing in industry. And by and large, um, a lot of manufacturers are now sort of at 50, 60, 70, 80% capacity and starting to come back online pretty seriously. Um, But, of course, there's this big flow-on effect of of lost uh, uh, manufacturing capacity and um, batteries are part of that. And, um, you know, just um, BYD uh, were talked about today in an article that I read and they were talking about the Chinese battery manufacturers being impacted um, with a reduction in output of 26 gigawatt hours this year, Giles, big numbers of batteries not going to be produced. That has flow on effects um, into EVs, of course, and and you know individual components and various other bits and pieces. We know Tesla have been affected as well. Um, so there's all sorts of impacts on the um, on the battery industry. Um, that flowed on to um, electric motorcycles, uh, funnily enough. I get to talk about electric motorcycles because I did hear that that flowed on into Evoke, and I've talked about Evoke motorcycles a couple of times now. Um, I'm Hoping to get my hands on one very very soon. Did you, did you want to hear about uh, what's going on with in Australia, Giles? Of course, <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> That's
1: why I'm here. <laughs>
2: okay i'll just keep going um so what's interesting is there are a couple of guys that i mentioned who got the import uh, deal uh from evoke electric motorcycles it's a decent little chinese startup that's been making some good progress they got two bikes delivered not long ago uh one of those i was hoping to get my hands on do some sort of medium term uh, trials on uh, down here in sydney uh and i've been desperately waiting that it might just turn up and of course coronavirus hit um their factory was hit some of their team was hit so they were um you know delayed over in china um in being able to support the guys in australia but what did the guys in australia do they did exactly what they should have they got these two bikes uncrated them got one of them took it out and flogged the shit out of it right? They just flogged it. They just rode it as hard as they could, as far as they could said, let's see what this thing can do. Uh, and they discovered some problems. Um, they actually got stuck a couple of times, uh, either running out of capacity or hitting thermal limits and talked to the factory and the factory were terrific and went, oh yeah, look, you you know, there's this software thing that, you know, basically puts the motor and the, the, the bike into a into a standby mode if you flog it too hard. Uh, and he went, well, that's not going to work because that's exactly what I did and everyone who gets on it is going to go do that. So they've been working with them to to tweak the, the software and going, oh, those Australian guys, they're going to jump on and flog it senseless. Okay. Uh, we, do, we don't want the bike to let them down. We just want them to, you know, uh, to adapt to different riding conditions um so they've had the bike apart they've been experimenting they've been the guys in uh in rocky they are funnily enough uh i've been playing around with it and have been um mucking around with some of the software and connecting with other people and doing software upgrades basically getting ready to feedback to evoke in china some of the characteristics that we need and um you yeah, know they're learning as they're going but they've got a great bite they've apparently really, really responsive, doing a great job. Um, so it's very exciting to hear that there is still, in the midst of all of this, there's a couple of guys up in Rocky uh, doing electric motorcycle development and hoping to launch a brand into Australia. So, you know, along with all the other innovators out there, these two guys, keep going, fellas, keep going. <laughs>
1: Good on you. Um, you drive an electric vehicle, Glenn? Are you an in one or what's your, what's your take on that sort of stuff?
3: Yeah. Uh yeah no i don't have an electric vehicle i'm uh, too much of a tight ass one of those yet. Yeah? um <laughs> but uh we do as a company own an electric vehicle we bought a tesla three um oh, probably five six months ago now so one of our uh, management people at tindo drive that um Lucky yeah
1: man Ooh. fantastic yes fantastic yeah well, Nigel, what else have we got to wrap up? I don't actually have many much more um, EV news. I mean, there hasn't been um, there hasn't been that much around at the moment. I, I got a nasty feeling that some of the new some of the new models that um, we were going to expect um, would arrive in Australia this year. Things like the um, the first electric MG, um, maybe the first um, um, oh god, what else was there? There was the Mini Cooper electric. I, I, I rather fancy that. Um, mm. they'd delayed so and that's a pity because
2: i think across the board the whole yeah the whole tech sector and this that's why i mentioned the battery thing in china you know because so much of this tech and i have to say i mean it kind of while everyone free some people freak out go oh we're too dependent on china the the other way of looking at it is going geez those Chinese guys are doing some incredible stuff, incredible stuff. They are developing some terrific technology and they are in the EV space really, um, you know, supplying some good stuff. So, um, you know, on the um, on on that side of it, I think um, the EV, whole EV and tech space and battery and storage space is really, um, you know, quite reliant. And so we are going to be hit by it, but it's full credit to them for being so good at it,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah. Mike Glenn, um, thanks very much for joining us um, today. It was um, f- fantastic to get your um, your insight and um, and look. Congratulations um, on your good um, on your good figure and um, also your, bat- your your factory expansion. That's um, that's pretty exciting stuff.
3: Thanks, Giles. Always a pleasure. <laughs>
1: And Nigel, um, are things safe over in the northern beaches there, mate? That's where you are? I mean, are you, allowed to, are you actually allowed to go to the beach? Are you allowed to look at the beach? Are you allowed to, um, what's that? <laughs> no, look, uh, we're, we're, in my little world, we're safe and
2: sound and everyone's, the, the vast majority of the community are doing exactly the right thing. So um, things are pretty good. Our, our, um, our stats, I made a Google map and posted on the local community page the other day, and there's only eight people in my postcode uh who've been affected. We know four of them, uh actually. They're <laughs> not not close friends, but we know who they are. Uh we know where they live and we know how they got it. Um two of them are on the cruise ship. Um so uh yeah, no look, I mean everyone's taking it we really have to tell
1: us other two now. <laughs> um
2: I can't remember how the other two picked it up somewhere. Oh, was it? A, oh no, I can't remember. I'll be speculating. Um, but look, you know, uh, things are okay. You know, everyone's adapting. I've got a mate in quarantine. He's just been come back from overseas. He was stuck overseas on a on a on a annual holiday, and so you know, it's affecting everyone's lives. But um, by and large, I think people are doing the right thing and adapting, and I think that's what what's what's having the good results that we need. So if that if everyone keeps going like that, then it's going to be. Good for the community, good for society, and we can, you know, turn things around maybe a little bit sooner than we even hoped. And, and you know, the solar industry might just ride through. Um, remember the hashtag, solar is essential. Uh, we've been running that campaign for the last uh, couple of weeks, actually, Joel, since we last talked. We launched it um, two weeks ago, and along with a bunch of other people, have been pushing that really hard to remind well, everyone that. Is a
1: really valuable role for helping. Yeah. Now, well, let's remind people why, why 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 is that essential? I mean, obviously, you know, why is solar essential? Essential. Um, it's because to make sure that um, the installers can still go about and do their job in the case of further lockdowns. Is that, is that the idea?
2: Well, yeah, that's that, that. We think there's a really important safety role. Um, there's a really important maintenance role, and there's a really important, you know, community benefit from businesses who are struggling or from uh, homeowners who live at, who work at home now, who are using energy in different ways. In fact, we're about to publish an article in the next few days about the change in energy consumption in Australia, and it's been very noticeable. We've been watching it carefully and watching what's happening overseas and analysing that as well. And there's been a definite shift in um, in energy consumption patterns. And so, you know, if if people are changing their habits and want to put solar on their home, and that builds grid resiliency, which is the other key part of this. Um, if yeah. we can move the generation to where the load is, then, you know, everybody benefits, everybody benefits. Yeah. So but what, jobs, what you keeping the economy having-
1: alive... Oh yeah, you no. Know, look, I get. What, I get why you're arguing that it's essential. But what, what's the implication here? Because if there's further lockdowns, that they that might be prevented. So you're arguing to be it for it to be recognised as an essential industry, so people can still go about their business. Is that is that the issue? Correct. Yeah, that's that's that's
2: the hub of it. Is that we do yeah. want solar to be acknowledged as an essential service, just like other any other energy service. It is an energy service, and, and how there are we're going are millions and millions of people. Um, look, the, well, we haven't. it hasn't got any worse. And there is a safety. Like safety, safety, for, for sure. That. And it hasn't got any worse, Giles. Yeah, there is a okay. safety hmm. issue there.
1: Well, good. Okay. Well, look, if you see that sort of um, Solar is Essential campaign, then um, um, support it and um, get on to your local MP if, um, if that's what needs to be done to um, to make sure that this industry can, can continue. Yeah.
3: If I can add, just add one thing before we wrap up, uh, Giles and Nigel. Yes. I think um, as as if you, if you want to call ourselves uh, business leaders community leaders you know uh, there's going to be a lot of people that hear this podcast I think a positive mindset is very important Dozens. in these times it's easy to to, to watch the news uh, read the paper and, and feel pretty downtrodden and there's people dying and and uh, the world's a mess but um, our, our An interesting quote that I like to use at the moment, if you can't change what is happening, you have to change the way you think about what is happening. So if we can all just have a positive mindset, do the right thing, and, uh, you know, we'll get out the other end, move forward, and we'll be bigger, better, and stronger for it. That's my special message. Hear, hear. Can't argue with that. Yep. Glenn, thank you very much for joining
1: the Solar Insiders podcast. Um, Nigel, thank you very much. for being on board once again and uh, thanks to our sponsors good on you okay we'll be back again in Fortnite, fortnight guys and um stay safe out there keep well and um have a good easter and don't go anywhere
0: solar insiders was brought to you by clenergy the providers of high quality mounting systems for residential commercial and utility scale solar projects with in-house engineering and projects divisions clenergy provides a unique edge with its expert advice let Clenergy find the right framework for any solar application. Solar Insiders was also brought to you by SunWiz, the creators of PV Cell software, powerful technology for solar sales and design. With free high-definition rooftop imagery in every PV Cell plan, retailers can stay ahead of the competition. SunWiz, Australia's leading solar software. Solar Insiders was also brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, get empowered and make the most of your home energy.